You're listening to the Let's Talk Bible podcast, a Bible study podcast for kids and parents. We're your hosts, Will, Charlotte, and Chase, but we call him Dad. Dad'll work too. Each week, we're talking about the world of the Bible, along with interesting facts, history, and words to help you better understand what you read. The Bible doesn't have to be confusing. It actually makes a lot of sense. Sometimes you just need to talk it through. We hope our conversations help your family have some better conversations, too. Conversations are always good. We hope it helps us all know Jesus better and learn to follow him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Let's talk Bible. Well, we are back with another conversation about the Bible, and today we're picking up where we left off last week in Luke chapter 5. Now, we've already seen Jesus, who's doing his ministry around the Sea of Galilee, call one of his first disciples. Do you remember who that first disciple was that Jesus called? Peter? You got it right. Jesus called Peter, who was a fisherman. Well, in today's passage of Scripture, we are going to see Jesus call a new disciple. And he's not going to be a fisherman, but we're going to talk about his occupation here in just a few minutes. So a short passage, not a very long story today, just a few verses. But what do you say we get mom in and she can read our passage of Scripture for the week? Yeah, let's go, mom. Luke chapter 5, verse 27. After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. Follow me, he said to him, and he got up and followed him, leaving everything behind. Then Levi gave a great banquet in his house for Jesus, and there was a large crowd of tax collectors and others reclining at the table with him. But the Pharisees and their experts in the law complained to his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered them, Those who are well don't need a physician, but those who are sick do. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Thanks, Mom, for reading our passage of Scripture. Well, we heard our second story of Jesus calling disciples, 1 Peter and now Levi. Anything that stood out to you about today's passage? Anything you thought was interesting? It's cool that Jesus sat down with sinners and ate with them and like he he had a party with them. That's one of the things we're going to talk about. Jesus was willing to sit down and have dinner with people that the Pharisees in this case wouldn't. Charlotte, anything that stood out to you from today's passage? I I was thinking the same as Will. Well, we can talk some more about that, but I think since we've got a main character being introduced, why don't we hit our button and get into our first important person, place, or thing? It's an important person, place, or thing. We've uncovered a person, place, or thing that's important for you to learn more about. Today's important person is Levi. I think we should probably spend some time talking about Levi and also a little bit about his job. Do you remember what it said his job was in the passage? He was a tax collector. That's great. Okay, well, a couple things about Levi. First of all, we get stories very similar to this in the other Gospels, and there it's the disciple known as Matthew. So most likely, this Levi is also the Matthew that we read about being one of Jesus' disciples. And we're told that he specifically is a tax collector. Now, you may or may not know this, but we pay all kinds of taxes today. 
At the end of the year, most parents have to pay taxes on income they earn from their job, as well as we pay taxes, real estate taxes, depending on where you live. So for the house that you may own or some objects like cars that you have, as well as we pay taxes when we buy things at the store. Next time you're with your parents, you can look at the receipt and you'll see not only did that cheeseburger and fries cost a certain amount, but there's a tax you pay to usually the city and the state and the federal government that we're a part of. So we're used to paying taxes. In the ancient world, they had a slightly different way of collecting those taxes. Most of the taxes would have flowed to either the local kings, so in this case, one of Herod's sons, which we can talk about in a moment, or it would have flowed to Rome, which was the major world power over the land of Israel at the time. And these rulers would have used tax collectors to go out and collect those taxes. Jesus is probably in the city of Capernaum whenever he calls this disciple. We've talked a little bit about Capernaum before. Capernaum sat on the north side of the Sea of Galilee, and it was on an important road that went from the Mediterranean all the way to Damascus in Syria, and it sat right at the edge of two kings' powers. Now, do you remember when we talked about Herod the Great? We talked about Herod the Great during the Christmas story. Herod the Great was ruling when Jesus was born and sought to have all of the baby boys in Bethlehem killed. Do you remember that story? When Herod died, he left his kingdom to three of his sons. They split his kingdom into three areas called a tetrarchy. That's a fun word to say. Can you say tetrarchy? Tetrarchy. Close. Tetrarchy. Tetrarchy. Good. What that means is it was being ruled by three individuals. And those three sons of Herod was, and it gets a little confusing sometimes because all of them use the name Herod. So there's Herod Antipas, which is over Galilee, the area Jesus is in. Herod Philip, which is the area just to the north. So Capernaum is going to set on the edge of these two regions. And Herod Archelaus, who took over Judea as well as Jerusalem. And so it makes sense that you would find Levi collecting taxes in Capernaum right on the border between these two territories, Herod Antipas and Herod Philip. As goods, supplies were being moved in and out of those territories, they would have had to have paid taxes. And these tax collectors also would have kept track of who was in the town and charged taxes on them as well. Now, in our story today, did you notice that the Pharisees did not like Levi specifically because he was a tax collector? Why do you think they would have disliked him being a tax collector? Because he, like, takes money away from people for, like, no reason. Well, part of the money he took, he was supposed to take. But the problem with some of these tax collectors, one of the problems, was that they would often take more money than they were supposed to, and they would profit. They would stick that extra money in their pocket. They would steal money from people because they had the power to collect taxes. In fact, earlier in Luke's gospel, when we were talking about people coming to John the Baptist in the wilderness and baptizing them, do you remember that story? John had told them all sorts of different kinds of people, but specifically when he was talking to tax collectors that were coming and being baptized, he said, go and you should no longer take any more money in taxes than you're supposed to take. So the tax collectors had earned a bad reputation for taking too much money. Any other reasons why maybe the Pharisees didn't like tax collectors or why many people in Israel didn't like tax collectors? Because they shouldn't be been paid tax to go from two different cities. Well, maybe close. So part of what they're also upset with is they don't like being occupied by the Romans. And because these tax collectors are working on behalf of the Romans to collect taxes for the Romans... That really means that they're kind of working with the Romans. They're a part of the Roman power that is ruling over Judea and Samaria. 
And so a lot of the Jews disliked these tax collectors because they thought they were collaborators. They were working with the bad guys, with Rome, that they really wanted to see Rome pushed out. So it's for this reason that the Pharisees didn't like the fact that Jesus was meeting with Levi and the other tax collectors. Okay, well, that's a lot about tax collectors and Levi, but maybe we should get into the actual story part of our conversation today. All right, we talked a lot about Levi and what it meant to be a tax collector, but in the passage we read, what's the story? What did you remember happening between Levi and Jesus? Jesus called Levi to be his disciple. It literally says that Jesus saw Levi while he was sitting at his tax booth doing his work and called him to follow. And what did Levi do? He left his tax booth and followed Jesus. It's pretty amazing. He gets up from his job, probably his wealth and those possessions being a tax collector, and he decides to walk away from it and follow Jesus. And Levi does something else that's pretty remarkable, something that shows how much he's changed in deciding to follow Jesus. Do you remember what Levi did immediately after he began to follow Jesus? He threw a big party at his house. He threw a giant feast and he invited all of his friends. Now, that is a lot like another story. Maybe you've learned about the story of Zacchaeus. Do you remember Zacchaeus was looking at Jesus and Jesus called him and they went together and ate in Jesus's home? Well, we get another story like that here. When Levi begins to follow Jesus, he throws a party in his home. In fact, that idea of sharing a meal together and being in a home is actually really common in the Bible. Jesus has a lot of parables about feasts, about eating together. We have these stories. Jesus shares the Last Supper meal before his death with his followers. There's a lot of important stories that take place around a dinner. Do you guys like having dinner with people? Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things I like about this passage is a good way to show people Jesus' love is to just be with them, to share meals with them, to spend time with them, and to tell them about Jesus. And that's exactly what Levi was trying to do. He didn't have to be a great preacher or just be preaching on a stage. He shared Jesus with people simply by inviting people into his home and telling them about what he believed and how he had come to know Jesus. Now, we should probably talk a little bit. I think we did this when we mentioned Peter, but what does it mean when Jesus calls someone to follow them? Do you have any ideas about that? Jesus called Levi to follow him. Like he sees inside that they can be really good. Yeah, that's interesting. Actually, uh, you make a good point from this passage because it specifically said that Jesus saw Levi sitting at his tax booth. And in the Greek, this isn't our word for the day, but in the Greek, it's something like he perceived or he beheld. It's not just that he saw him sitting there, it was that he looked at him. And I think what Luke is trying to communicate is that Jesus saw something in Levi. He saw that Levi's heart was open to following and that Levi was interested in his message. And so he called Levi to follow him. So certainly part of what it means for Jesus to call us to follow is that Jesus sees us and he knows who we are. He knows our life for good and for bad. And yet still Jesus speaks to us and calls us to follow him. Will, do you have any thoughts about what it means to follow Jesus, for Jesus to call you? You're willing to walk away from all your possessions and turn towards Jesus? Well, there's certainly something going on here with Levi and his possessions, isn't there? Because Levi had been a tax collector going and taking from people. But after Levi decides to follow Jesus, not only does he walk away from his tax booth, but now all of a sudden he's using what he owns, his own house and his food, and he's opening his home and his possessions up to other people so that they can meet Jesus. 
So following Jesus has to do with who we are in our hearts. It has to do with the possessions and the things that we own. In the first century world, this idea of following a teacher was pretty common. The word we use for it is discipleship, that to become a disciple of a teacher meant that you would follow them, and not only would you listen and try to learn from them, but you would try to become like them. You would imitate them. You would follow them. So literally, these disciples would follow their teacher, what is called a rabbi in the first century world. Jesus is a teacher. So he would call disciples to follow him, and they would walk with him. They would walk down the road, and they would eat with him and travel with him. But they weren't just trying to learn what he was saying. They were trying to imitate him, to make their lives just like his life. So a big part of being a disciple of Jesus, or Jesus calling us to follow, means we're trying to live our life like Jesus. We're trying to love the same things that Jesus loves and treat people the same way that Jesus treated people. We're handling what we own, our possessions, our money in the same way that Jesus would have, and that we're willing to do for others like what Jesus has done for us. We're imitating Jesus. Now, we've got a good question from a friend today, so I think we should get a friend on the phone and see what question they have. It's time for our question from a friend segment, where one of our friends asks their question about the passage of scripture we're studying. Will, who do we have a question from today? Today's question comes from Lincoln, who is age eight. All right, let's hear it. I was wondering, what does it mean that they were reclining at the table? Thanks. That is a really perceptive question, Lincoln. You're right. The scripture tells us that these tax collectors, when they came to Levi's house for dinner, were reclined at the table. Literally, they were laying down at the table. Now, when we go to eat a meal, how do we come to the table? We like this block and like sit down and then we like get our food and then like go back to the spot we have. Yeah. And how do we sit? What do we sit in when we're at a table usually? Of course, a chair. That's right. We sit in chairs when we come to the table. But in the first century world of Jesus, they had different kinds of tables. The tables were actually low to the floor and you would actually lay down next to the table on your side with your head towards the table, and you would reach with one hand and get your food and eat and prop yourself up with your other hand. They even had special cushions that you would do this. So you actually laid down on your side as you were eating around the table. It's a totally different way of eating, but it makes a lot of sense. At the Last Supper, this is how the disciples would have been around Jesus. And here in this feast, this is how they're reclined around the table during the meal. So maybe you could practice it when you get home. You could say you're eating like Jesus did at his meals. Lay on the floor and pull a plate up next to you and lay on your side and get to eating. A strange way to eat, but it helps us make sense of what it's talking about in the Bible. These tax collectors were reclined at the table with Jesus. That's sort of weird. It is sort of weird. Maybe you could uh, Google it and look at first century reclining at the table, and we could do that as well, too, and get a little picture for what this would have looked like. But this was the common way they ate. Well, hey, what do you say we learn a new word for today? And it's a word that has to do with what we've been talking about, what it means for Jesus to call disciples. Each week, we're learning a new word from the original languages of the Bible. You might not know it, but the Bible was originally written in Hebrew and Greek. And a little and Aramaic. And a little Aramaic, that's right also. Each week, we'll teach you an important word from these original languages so you can better understand the important themes of the Bible. So, let's learn our word of the week. 
Well, I've got a Greek word for you today, and the word is used here in Luke chapter 5, whenever Jesus called Levi to follow him. The word in Greek for call is kaleo. Can you say kaleo? Kaleo. Kaleo. Kaleo means to call or to request. When Jesus calls a disciple, this is the word that we get in Greek, kaleo. So, if you've ever decided to follow Jesus, or if you've ever heard the story about Jesus preached or presented to you and you felt in your heart like you should give your life to Jesus or choose to follow Jesus, Charlotte, Will, have you guys done that before too? Yes, a lot of times. Well, that feeling in your heart of Jesus speaking to you and the Holy Spirit calling you to give your life to Jesus, we would say that that is a call from God to follow. And the Greek word that would have been used, just like what happened to Levi, and just like what's happened for me and for Will and Charlotte, that sense of God calling us is the Greek word kaleo. Can we say it one more time? Kaleo. 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 Well, we've learned a lot in today's discussion. We've learned about tax collectors and Levi. We've learned about what it means to be called by God. We've learned about the strange way that they reclined at tables during meals in Jesus's day. Will and Charlotte, before we get into our prayer, what are some things you think you could take away from today's conversation? What this passage of scripture might mean for us? Like whenever God like asks you to do something, you should drop everything you have and start telling him, what do you need? That's a great way of putting it. Being a disciple of Jesus means we're willing to drop everything and follow Jesus and obey him, just like Peter had done and just like Levi had done. Will, any takeaways from today? I think Charlotte makes a really good point. To be a disciple means to follow Jesus. Well, maybe we could make that our prayer. And if you've never decided to follow Jesus, maybe our conversation has helped you feel that call in your life, the Holy Spirit calling you to drop everything and follow Jesus as well and become a disciple like Peter and like Levi and like me and Will and Charlotte. Well, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you still call people today. That by your Holy Spirit, we can sense that call in our life, and we pray that you would help us to become true disciples like Peter and Levi, willing to walk away from what we may own or possess or our own desires, and that our whole lives and everything we own would be dedicated to you, that we would follow you with all of our hearts for all of our days, and that you would be our teacher and we could be disciples like you. Thank you that you've called us and help us to be faithful in following you, and we're so grateful for the way you lead us. Jesus, it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 We have this little tradition in our house of offering a blessing before the kids go to school each day. In the book of Numbers, Aaron is given a blessing in which he puts God's name over his people. And we would like to offer you that blessing as we do each morning as well, too. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance to you and give you peace. And lots of peas to eat for lunch. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk Bible podcast. You can find notes for today's show by going to letstalkbible.kids. There you'll find this week's scripture, family discussion questions, and the word of the week. You can also send us a message, maybe a question you have about the Bible. Parents, there's also a sermon for each of our episodes to help you dig deeper into the week's passage. 
We hope our conversations inspire your family for some conversations of your own. Thanks for listening.